Okay, Joel, quick question. Yep. What happens when your phone vibrates or your texting alert goes off? <laughs> Dude, I pretty much check it immediately. And I bet everyone listening is reaching to check their phones right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I call it our Pavlovian dog reflex to text messaging. Yeah, that's probably why text messaging has a freaking 97% open rate. What? Crazy high candidate response rate within the first hour alone. Which are all great reasons why the Chad and Cheese podcast love text to hire from Next. Love it. Yep, that's right. Next with the double X. Not the triple X. Bow, chicka, bow, wow. So if you're in talent acquisition, you want true engagement and great ROI. That stands for return on investment, folks. And yes. because this is the Chad and Cheese podcast, you can try your first text to hire campaign for just 25% off. Boom. Wow. So how do you get this discount? You're asking yourself right now. Tell them, Chad. It's very simple. You go to chadcheese.com. And you click on the next logo in the sponsor area. Easy. No long URL to remember. Yeah. Just go where you know. Chadcheese.com and next with two X's. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. We're back again. Guys, super special treat today. Uh, We're joined by Job Bites CEO Dan Finnegan. Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Dan is CEO of uh, a job bite, like I mentioned. Um, what else would you like us to know about you besides the fact that your highlights, uh, the highlights of your career were interviewing with me uh, once <laughs> when you started at Jobvite and then another time when you were Lies. ruling the world uh, at Hot Jobs? Well, after just hearing your intro music, I think my future highlight would be having my band play Fight for Your Right to Party live for your blog post one time. Oh, yeah, yeah, we could, we could, we could do that. We could do an event, Dan. There we uh, go. Because we're doing a ton of events right now, and we don't just do a presentation on stage. We actually do entertainment while we're on stage. Having the band bring us on would be kick ass. <laughs> By the way, Dan has the most epic beard in the industry. It's uh, it's sad that it's sad that we have to do this on audio only because uh, it is it is impressive. As good as yours? Oh, way better. Oh, wow. It's Thank it's you. got that it's got that salt and pepper kind of uh, leadership quality that mine just doesn't have. Oh, it's coming, Joel. It's coming. <laughs> Well, Dan, thanks for joining us, man. We had some uh, some big news coming out of your world uh, last month. Tell us about that and how how that transpired. Well, um, the our view for quite some time has been that the history of recruiting software has been overly focused on uh, in applicant tracking what happens after someone applies for a job, and that a lot of innovation has been going on for some years now in our disciplines of sales and marketing around how to build prospects and databases and communicate and engage with prospects before they ever become an opportunity. And we felt that recruiting 
uh, was going to go through the same change. And that's why years ago we launched Jobvite Engage to build, to help recruiters and companies build their own um, database of prospects and become less dependent on my old world of advertising. Mm -hmm. The fact is, is that the opportunity given this economy and given what's happened in the marketplace to uh, focus on applicant tracking, given the needs companies have was so great that it was, I felt a challenge to continue to invest in innovation uh, in these other areas. And I felt there's a window of opportunity for a company like Jobvite to seize the moment and really put a stake in the ground to be a platform in recruiting, as we say, that helps engage with candidates from the first look on your employment brand to the first day on the job. And when we started looking at the landscape, we saw companies like Telemetry crushing it, helping large enterprise companies uh, build campaigns and provide a better candidate experience. You know, we've always been very proud at Jobvite about creating the ability to share jobs and social networks to drive employee referrals. But then there was this company, Rollpoint, that was doing a better job than us. And, um, and then finally, you know, I always joke that my son, who just graduated from college and he's working in San Francisco as a computer programmer, would never in his life communicate with a company or a recruiter via email. <laughs> you know, he would only text. Or phone. So, or audio. Yeah. Exactly. And so what are we doing? Jobbyte was the first ATS to ever integrate into email and calendaring via Microsoft Outlook 10 years ago. And now we're living in an era where the candidates don't even use email. And so we decided to seize that moment and pull these companies together. And we're really excited. Talking about putting the band together, right? Let's just stick with that metaphor. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a big, big job. I mean, K one comes, you get K one, you know, at the door, and then you start pulling Canvas, Rollpoint, and Telemetry together all at once. How long did something like that take? Well, you know, you got to seize the moment when you have it, and um, you know, it's not as if we. Mm -hmm. For example, with Canvas, uh, we had developed a relationship with them. Uh, we had already launched a version of Canvas um, mm -hmm. last year and had great success with it. Uh, we certainly, and with uh, Java and Engage, have been competing with Telemetry and others for quite some time and knew about their strengths. And, and we had customers coming to Jobvite saying, hey, look, I like your employee referral product, but um, we needed to do more. And we therefore want you to integrate with Rollpoint. So based on that, and our experiences in the marketplace with these companies, we went to K1 and said, here's an opportunity. And we could be the first platform that provides the best candidate experience, the best recruiter experience, the best hiring manager experience from first look, not only for the first day on the job, but with telemetry and role point to the next promotion because of internal mobility, the capabilities that they have. And K1, this is what they do for a living. They only invest in uh, SaaS software companies. 
Um, they've been one of the fastest growing investors in this area. Mm-hmm. They've seen this movie before. They've seen what's going on in sales and marketing. And they wanted to, just like us, apply those principles in, in the area of recruiting and talent acquisition. And the funny thing is, is when I started talking to them about Canvas, about Rollpoint, they said, ah, we've already talked to all those companies. And what <laughs> most impressed me about K1 is that they've been doing their homework and researching for about two years. Okay. Okay. So from a brand standpoint, I mean, all three of these companies have their respective brands in those markets. Are they going to stay separate? Are you going to roll them up underneath uh, the Jobvite umbrella and create, you know, Jobvite canvas version and telemetry, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, good question. I mean, we're definitely one company. Uh, We've come together as one team. We um, had uh, wonderful meetings. I mean, it was all happened over the holidays. It all came together over the holidays. And Mm -hmm. we hit New Year's Day uh, running. And uh, we're all excited about the ideas that have come out of our our meetings to date. Um, Immediately, we're almost complete with many of the integrations that are uh, taking place through our APIs. Obviously, we would like any Jobvite customer to um, utilize any of these three other wonderful products. I know uh, telemetry is already working with Rollpoint to offer their capabilities to telemetry customers. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of exciting things are happening there. But obviously, the real opportunity here is what we could build together. And we're already thinking about those priorities. Uh, This is going to be one integrated platform, and we're going to be focused on use cases for recruiters, use cases for candidates, as well as for hiring managers that, as I said, cross the entire value chain of recruiting from first look to first promotion. And uh, we're going to be one company. And uh, the other thing I'll say is that we've been Mm -hmm. really pleased with the cultures meshing as well as they have really quickly. And, um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I mean, we already had, for example, a bunch of employees at Jobvite in Indianapolis, and that's where Canvas is located. So Mm -hmm. uh, we're coming together in one office in Indianapolis, and everyone's really excited. So when's that going to happen? Because you should have Chad and Cheese on site (laughs) since we're both here in Indy. We we learned you guys have a a budding office in Fishers, Indiana, which is uh, right up the street from me. Like You guys have been secretly building this Indianapolis uh, empire. What's going on? Yeah, you've never been there. That's true. It's it's a wonderful office. Uh, The the Fishers mayor and government have been really supportive, wanting to attract tech companies to Fishers. And they created a, a wonderful opportunity for us to get moving fast. And and that office, frankly, between us, uh, grew a lot faster than I ever thought it would. I, we didn't realize the, the depth of talent and B2B SaaS software uh, that exists in, in Indianapolis. And then because of that, uh, that's how we first met Canvas. And, uh, you know, and right now we are, I think, looking for real estate as we speak. And we'll, I'm sure, be announcing the new office sometime soon. Nice. It's good to know uh, that, that Alman and his team won't be leaving uh, Indiana anytime soon. We really like those guys. Uh, I'm so impressed with what they've done in such a short period of time with 
with a small, tight team. They are very creative, very bright, and very fast. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So uh, when I first reported on this, my my first sense was like, hey, this this is a real swing for the fences. You know, this is a real sort of we're going to create a, a one stop shop or close to it platform. Um, and my initial thought was that it was really driven a lot by companies like Google, uh, you know, Microsoft, LinkedIn, you know, maybe even Facebook to some degree, um, at least in terms of perception. How much did did those 800 pound gorillas getting into the game uh, have on you making a decision like this? And in what am I right in saying, like you, you want to be sort of that that next tier of platform uh, to the big guys? Well, I think that. Um you know, I can't say much about what's going on with regard to uh, Google Hire or LinkedIn, except to say that kind of reminds me of the early days of job boards. Very small companies, you know, they want to they want to run their auto body shop, they want to run their flower shop, they want to run their local retail operation. They don't want to be experts at recruiting, and it used to be easy, right? They, they all they have to do is put it, post an ad in the uh, local newspaper or buy an ad on monster.com or hot jobs and they'd have enough candidates. And I think that companies like ZipRecruiter have proven that SMBs need one tool to work to source and to make their hire. That's not what we do. We help uh, talent acquisition departments and companies build their teams and, uh, and they have a team of people to do it. And that team of people works with hiring managers and it's a coordinated um, hiring process. And companies build an employment brand and invest in that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're about and that's what we're focused on. And the reason we did this is that we felt that the era of the ATS was over and that, um, that the opportunity to be the recruiting platform and suite of products that service the entire value chain of recruiting was a uh, limited window and that uh, the time was now. And the innovation that we saw coming out of companies like Rollpoint and Canvas and Telemetry, I, we thought proved it. Yep. And that there, um, that recruiting departments were beginning to change their definition of what recruiting has to do as a function. Mm-hmm. You uh, you gave a presentation a few years ago uh, that I remember talking about sort of career builder and monster as we're talking about job boards, creating sort of the two horizontal brands, the the Coke and Pepsi, if you will, of the job board space, and then having verticals come in under that, such as Dice, et cetera. Do you feel like this move that you've made helps you helps Jobvite become one of the horizontal market leaders uh, in this uh, talent management space? Or are you looking to to catch a vertical? I believe that we Jobvite and our um, our companies have already proven that it's uh, that we're horizontal. We're in you know obviously we started here in the Bay Area and and we're very popular with tech companies and tech companies in San Francisco and New York and Los Angeles. But, you know, over the last four years, five years, I've just been blown away with the growth in the heartland of the country, in, in the red states, not just the blue states, in manufacturing, in energy, um, in retail. And so uh, we, we, while we go to market with vertical focused um, 
communications and vertical focused relationships, at the end of the day, we're a horizontal platform. And it's because every company is facing the same challenges. And if you think about today versus 10 years ago, we now live in a world where every industry is connected to the cloud. Every industry is connected to lots of devices that are connected to the cloud. Every industry is being disintermediated by data and analytics and automation. And as a result, every company in every industry is looking for the same kind of talent. And we've seen um, the vertical of engineering and technology become the driving horizontal across most industries. So when you take a look at modeling and you take a look at our industry, it doesn't look like you're modeling after anything that's happening in our industry right now at all. It sounds like you're looking at, as you'd said, sales and marketing to be able to, to model something different, more platform focused than again, the, the era of the ATS is dead. So can you tell us a little bit about when you, when you envisioning, envisioning a model for Jobvite, is it more toward the Salesforce of the world? Where are they at? Companies traditionally have focused recruiting around the requisition. You know, there's this need, I have a job, yeah. I'm going to advertise that job in a newspaper. And then, you know, the first ATS, uh, some, you, know, you can debate whether it was Resumix or ResTrack. Um, and, you know, I ran Resumix for a while when I ran Hot Jobs. It was built around that rec, meaning you, you advertise a job in the newspaper or on a job board and you get a lot of responses and now you have a database mm -hmm. of resumes. Um, today, I think recruiting needs to be built around a brand and an experience that you're going to offer candidates. And the candidates may be interested in multiple different jobs. And uh, they're interested in what your company does in the marketplace, what kind of experience they're going to have. And I've given talks to recruiting departments over the years that they need to think of their company almost the way universities think about it. You know, these people are going to look at their company and figure out, do I want to, do I, do I want to, big company or a small company, like a big university or a small university? Mm -hmm. What's the curriculum like? They're going to look to see who your faculty is. You know, they're going to, they're going to look to see who's teaching these classes. They're going to go on LinkedIn and seeing who your managers are. Yeah. And they're going to be more interested in that than any specific job. And as a result, we think recruiting software needs to help companies build access to candidates, not necessarily just distribute jobs and requisitions. Dan, Google for Jobs, as you know, is, has been a real uh, influential force in the last couple of years in terms of job postings. And quite a few of the ATSs that we talk to are, are really adamant about leveraging uh, Google for Jobs in a way that, you know, companies' jobs are directly uh, onto Google for Jobs, that they're optimized, um, and that they become more of a direct link uh, to the the job seeker and the employer, um, do you have a similar sort of ideology there at, at Jobvite, or are you uh, less concerned about that uh, and more concerned about you know, uh, you know posting to job boards and getting the distribution play right? Oh, I actually think um, it was inevitable that Google was going to um, get into this space. Uh, it was you know eleven years ago. When I was at Yahoo running hot jobs, I felt very strongly that the future of job searching was not going to be at a job board, mm -hmm. that job 
listings were going to be findable by any search engine. And I'm actually surprised it took this long. Indeed, and simply hired, I think, probably were the intermediate solutions that created vertical search engines for jobs. But I, I've always felt it was inevitable that Google could become the dominant place where uh, job seekers search for jobs, just like they search for anything else in their life. So that, therefore, I think it makes complete sense for companies like Jobvite to help companies connect with that audience. So what about taking it further with companies like Google? I mean, they've they've come out with uh, enterprise APIs on job search, and I, I believe we're going to see one on, on, on candidate search and matching probably sometime this year. Uh, wh- what's your stance uh, from, from a platform standpoint to be able to uh, really partner very closely with these types of organizations, whether it's a, a Google or, or maybe another big brand name that focuses on search? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's critical to integrate with the with the ecosystem in, in not just recruiting, but in job searching. Um, if you think about it, Google has the best data about individuals who search for mm-hmm. things. And that as a result, they can figure out, I think, pretty, pretty well, what's the next best opportunity for someone. The example I'll give you is, when um, I was at Yahoo back around 2005, we built a machine learning algorithm that would take into account things that you searched on Yahoo for. So, for example, if you were a nurse living in Seattle, based on the kinds of searches that you did in Yahoo and also the kinds of news stories and content that you would consume, we would begin to figure out that you're thinking of moving to Phoenix, Arizona. And as a result, you'd start to see hot jobs listings for nursing jobs in Phoenix. And the algorithm would watch to see if you clicked on them. And if you did, it would then determine you must be in the market. You Mm -hmm. must be interested. And in fact, we saw click-through rates go up. And that was a long time ago. So it is inevitable that Google's... um, algorithms over time are going to get very smart at understanding the intent. And that's the key word here, the intent that job seekers have. Well, the same thing exists for companies like Jobvite. We really understand the intent of the companies and what they're looking for. Um, You know, someone really smart in our industry told me, hey, Dan, we're not in the hiring business. We're in the rejection business, meaning you know, for every hundred people you say who who applies for a job, mm-hmm. you're only going to hire one. Uh, or every hundred people who look at a job, you're only going to hire one. Well, think about the information in all of that rejection. Who do they reject? Who do they reject? Who do they reject? And at what stage? And who do they jump onto? And who do they spend more right. time with? At what stage? And that insight will lead to understanding company intent and hiring manager intent. And I think, um, you know, the long-term opportunity is for the marriage of those two intents. Dan, when you guys, when I talked to you 10 years ago and you first uh, took the position there at Jobbyte, you guys were sort of uh, mavericks in the sense of leveraging social media uh, to get traction for job postings. Most notably, you know, share a job on social media, um, you know, uh, 
company pages or job uh, job listings on company pages on Facebook. It seems like a lot of that has sort of faded from from the foreground. What role does social media have with Jobvite's products and services today? And maybe what will we see in terms of social media um, in the future? Well, we still find that um, that companies who roll out employee referral programs and launch them with the requirement that employees create a login um, into Jobvite, not requiring them to share jobs on social networks, just to create that login and then set up the distribution of jobs on their social networks, do better at sourcing candidates than companies that do not do that. Uh, Rollpoint is teaching us a lot about how to further drive the engagement in employee referral programs through their capabilities. And they're, in fact, less reliant on social networks to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's funny. The other thing that we did 10 years ago to the other question you asked me about Google Jobs is that as soon as you bought Jobvite, your jobs were automatically distributed onto Indeed and simply hired the leading search engines at the time. And customers were so excited when they would turn on Jobvite and start seeing candidates already. And I think the lesson here is that job seeker behavior is fickle and will change over time. And whatever they're using uh, four years from now or five years from now to spend time with each other, to do research, to learn about industries, even to shop, are going to be places where recruiters are going to have to be with their brand and their opportunities if they're going to want to find the best people. At the end of the day, recruiting is going to become increasingly like all digital marketing. So, Dan, you talk about you know changing from rec-centered to being more people-centered. Uh, but we also know that HR and, and talent acquisition have, I mean, they've taken processes from over the last decade and they really haven't changed them. Uh, because we we know, especially in HR and TA, change is a bitch. What's your message to them to be able to try to sh- give them a nice shaken baby moment <laughs> to get them out of this and to focus on really what's next as opposed to the wreck, really the people and the experience? And one of the reasons why you brought Canvas, Rollpoint, and Telemetry into the mix. Uh <clears throat> That's a big question. I think uh, a couple of things. Number one, you know, 15 years ago, 12 years ago, I started getting talks about the um, the upcoming change in the demographics and how that was going to make finding talent in the future increasingly challenging. The obvious biggest trend of which would be the inevitable retirement of baby boomers and the um, replacement of them by a a smaller, better educated, and um, value-driven generation. And when I gave that talk, people were interested. They may occasionally take, you know, a photo of a, of a PowerPoint slide. Now it's um, all taken as a given. Everyone knows the pain that recruiters feel and their hiring managers feel right now in trying to find talent is immense. And if, if you put 15 CEOs into a room and said, you can't come out of that room without agreeing on what are the top two or three pain points you face as a CEO. Mm -hmm. I'm convinced 
that one of those three, if not the number one, would be I'm scared I'm not going to be able to find the talent over the next three to five years to meet my company's goals. So this problem isn't going to go away. And so what it means is that by definition, we're going to have to change what we do if we're going to find that best talent and bring them into the company and keep them. I think everyone understands that. Your point is a good one, but we don't seem to change as fast as the market needs us to change. Yeah. I think, um, I think we have an emerging generation of people who are going to uh, challenge everybody to change. The very people who are looking for these career opportunities and expecting to change jobs more frequently because they feel the need to acquire skills faster to build their career are going to be the ones working within HR departments and recruiting departments asking, why aren't we changing how we're doing what we're doing? So I think the, the millennial generation and even the one after that is going to be a big driver of that. And the second thing implicit in what I'm just saying is I think um, C-level suite is already starting to pay more attention to this. Mm -hmm. And because they can track and measure the quality of all aspects of their business better today than ever before, they're going to start asking, how are we doing in recruiting? Where are you getting your hires from? Which source of hire is the fastest source of hire? Which source of hire is the best source of hire? Which hiring managers are doing their job? Which hiring managers are not doing their job? And if you have a data that tracks it from the very first moment you have a, a touch with a candidate all the way through the hire into the job, then you're going to be able to answer those questions for the C-suite. And that's what's going to drive the change. But as you can see, Finally, I also think the disciplines of marketing and sales are going to lead the way. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it's going to be an exciting time over the next few years for uh, our profession. The gig economy is obviously getting a lot of buzz in our industry. Uh, there are platforms coming out to help sort of establish a marketplace where people looking for gigs can connect with uh, restaurants and, and employers of all kinds uh, to to connect. Uh, but we're also hearing that the gig economy is a little bit bloated and a little bit um, overrated. Where do you stand on the gig economy and what sort of products and services is Jobbyte looking at to help support a gig economy? The, the word gig almost implies, it almost belittles what's going on here. I think... Mm -hmm. um, I think the reality is that, as I said earlier, every industry is being transformed by the cloud, um, the Internet of things, meaning every aspect of their business is now connected to the cloud, generating a ton of data that's going to be transformative uh, in virtually every industry. Um, and the fact is, the definition of what's core to the enterprise versus non-core is going to come out of that. And finally, human beings are connected to the cloud. And you're already seeing people ask the question, why do I need to come into the office? Why can't I work wherever I want to be? Exactly. And I think that that's not going away. And I don't think that's necessarily the gig economy. I just think that's the, that's the cloud. And, um, and so companies are going to have to decide which positions are core to what they do versus not core to what they do. And with those positions that are core, they will still be full-time jobs, but their requirements for full-time work about where people need to be located, 
what tools they need to use are going to be transformed. And so you'll, I, I would argue that you know, working full-time inside a company is going to look more like what the gig economy looks like today. You log in when you need to. I was just at a meeting yesterday with a bunch of CEOs where they were saying that uh, R&D and development overseas is evolving to a model where everyone agrees that for these four hours, we're online at the same time. But you can be in India, you can be in Eastern Europe, you can be in Florida, you can be in California, you can be in Mexico, it doesn't matter. But as long as these for these four hours you're logged in together, you can be anywhere you want to be. And that's the first I've ever heard of that. And so I think that the gig economy is just the tip of a spear of change about how people work together and collaborate via the cloud. Dan. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. I know I, for one, can talk for a few more hours, but we know that you don't have uh, such time. For our listeners uh, who want to connect with you, uh, where would you send them? Certainly send me an email at dan at jobbyte.com. Chad, we out. We out. Hi, I'm Tristan. Thanks for listening to my stepdad, the Chad, and his goofy friend, Cheese. You've been listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on all the knowledge dropping that's happening up in here. They made me say that. The most important part is to check out our sponsors because I need new track spikes. You know, the expensive shiny gold pair that are extra because, well, I'm extra. For more, visit chatcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.